the term on the fence is a negative term in our culture. Oh, are you on the, oh, you're on the fence. It's almost cowardly to be sitting on the fence and, and straddling both sides, trying to figure out which side is. But those people that are on the fence are the people that are thinking, okay, well, I, I like some of those things, but I don't like some of those. And on the other side, I like some of those things, but I don't like some of those. Like those are the people that are thinking a little bit more critically and actually asking questions. The problem you said, you're going to have to challenge your prior beliefs. Yeah. Like that's a hard, that's a do. hard deal. Like I've been raised a certain way and I've been told from my parents to my youth leaders, to my teachers, to my coaches, they've told me to be this certain thing. And then when you start asking questions like, okay, well, why do I think that? Or mm -hmm. why am I making those statements? Or why, why did my parents want me to believe that? Like, if you're actually thinking through it, like that is, that takes more effort. That takes more humility. That takes more research. That takes more time. And unfortunately, people don't want to do that yeah. stuff. You know, one of the things this podcast is, I don't know if, it makes me more mindful of my surroundings, it makes me more mindful of society, it makes me more mindful of parent, like there's a lot of things it brings to mind to me that I maybe didn't really think about before, I kind of just went through my own, you yeah. know, and stayed in my own lane, but this podcast has kind of opened me up to more, you know, perspectives, more thoughts, more a lot of things. And the more I dive in and research and, and just get curious about the world and about society, one of the biggest things I see that is frustrating, and, and I don't think it's necessarily different maybe as years pass, I think it's just exposed more, is the lack of nuance that we find in media, in social media, day-to-day -day conversation, just the ability to have an in-depth discussion about a certain topic. Accepting nuance or just that there is no nuance? Well, I think that statement alone right there, there is no nuance. That is an inaccurate statement. There's right. nuance to the statement that there is no nuance. Right. But what I see more of is binary statements. Yeah. Democrats are wild and crazy. Republicans are all, you know, what, what like radicals, uh, radical, like yeah. it's these wild, these, these big grand statements that require nuance. We're not taking the time to do that yeah. as much anymore, or at least that's what it feels like mm -hmm. as you look at social media, as you look at media. Yep. And so I got to thinking about just how big of a superpower nuance truly is. The ability to think critically, the ability to really dive in deep to a topic is an art form and a skill that I think we need to get back to. Yeah. And I was wondering, I was why, why is that not, why does it seem like that's not as big of a deal anymore as having a nuanced perspective? Why is it not rewarded? And so I actually found a podcast, this, this famous journalist and author, his name's Oliver Burke. Berkman, and the title of the podcast was The Death of Nuance. 
And so he interviews dozens of people and just does this in-depth study of why are we getting away from the ability to have this nuance. And he talks about in the beginning, says our ancestors had to make quick decisions for survival. There's no time for nuance when you're trying to escape a threat. So we talked about this with negativity, right? Same thing with nuance. When you're in a threatening situation, there's no time to think critically. Yeah. You've got to make a decision. You've got to go. It's either run or fight. Yeah. It's us versus them. It's sense of right versus a sense of wrong. These are the things that happen in our evolutionary past that created this binary way of thinking mm -hmm. because it's quicker. It's easier. It's just, it's more efficient at the time. And so he talks about, you know, we can't make sense of the world unless we simplify it. That's how we make sense of things is by simplifying it down. So it gives us a sense of comfort, whereas nuance makes us uncomfortable. That's yeah. what he talks about. He talks about while the world is growing more complex and nuanced, our reaction has actually become less nuanced. So the more information we're exposed to, the way we respond to it is, no, I've got to get back to my roots of, I've got to make it easy here. Yeah. I can't make this too difficult on myself. And then I think about our culture. We reward binary thinking. We don't reward nuance. Think about people are being all good versus all bad, or they're totally with me or they're totally against me. Mm -hmm. There's no reward system for thinking, well, Tyler has some good, good features, but he also has some flaws. Mm -hmm. Now it's either Tyler's all good or he's all bad. Yeah, he's either a good dude or he's right. a bad dude. Right. Yeah. Or other, other areas we see this is in the news media. Big, outrageous statements get attention mm -hmm. nuanced thinking does not mm -hmm. so we reward being the first to a problem being the first to report on a problem mm -hmm. you can't really have a lot of nuance if you're trying to be fastest no and you're trying to be first uh i think of government and politicians they benefit whenever we don't think things through critically yeah or we don't put a lot of nuance to our issues i think of covid was a big example of this Right. The vaccine's the only answer. That's all you can do here. The government benefits from everybody thinking that not only financially, but now everybody's falling in line doing what they're supposed to do. Whereas thinking critically here or a nuanced position is actually leading a healthy lifestyle does pretty well in this scenario. Mm -hmm. But no, the, the binary thinking was no vaccine or you're trying to kill grandma. Yeah. <laughs> right. Raci racial issues. Yep. All, you know, you know, all white people are privileged. Yeah. That's much easier thought. That's a much more beneficial thought. If I push that narrative, it gets me more votes from this certain group that I'm yeah. trying to get votes yeah. from. If you support Trump, you're racist. If you support Trump, you're racist. Not like, hey, maybe there's some policies that I exactly. think that he's doing from a, you know, separating business to government. Right. There's no nuance in that statement whatsoever. If you support Trump, you're a racist. Yeah. And that's just so lazy. There's no thought to it. It's just, it's convenient. Right, it's comfortable, much more comfortable to say that. Yep. And so what I took away from this podcast, I know that was a long intro, but were three main reasons why we reject nuance in our modern culture. And I kind of wanted to go through those, yeah. get your thoughts on these. So number one is nuance requires humility. Hmm. Your ego tells you it's better to win the argument than it is to seek the right answer. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. That takes a lot of humility to try to seek the right answer. 
It's less, it's less acceptable to admit your feelings are mixed. You must take a hard line stance on all issues. Yeah. Another thing I wrote down, it forces you to put yourself out there, forces you to challenge your preconceived notions, and it forces you to be open to correction. Mm. And those are things that really go against what culture teaches us. Yeah, so couldn't agree more. I mean, humility, we've talked, there's, there's a lack of it in our culture. Uh, and if, if you have previously made a statement or you run with a certain group of people, you have to, mm-hmm. you, you have to stick to that, right? Like that's, that's the side of the aisle that you're on. That's right. what you're doing. And, and, and I say the side of the aisle and that t- typically references politics, but either way, whatever issue that it is, whether it's within work, whether it's with your family, whatever it is, you, you have to. You have to believe in one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And the term on the fence is a negative term in our culture. Oh, are you on the, oh you're on the fence. It's almost cowardly to be sitting on the fence and, and straddling both sides, trying to figure out which side is. But those people that are on the fence are the people that are thinking, okay, well, I, I like some of those things, but I don't like some of those. And on the other side, I like some of those things, but I don't like some of those. Like those are the people that are thinking a little bit more critically and actually asking questions the problem you said you're going to have to challenge your prior beliefs yeah, like that's a hard that's thing a do. hard deal like i've been raised a certain way and i've been told from my parents to my youth leaders to my teachers to my coaches they've told me to be this certain thing and then when you start asking questions like okay well why do i think that or mm-hmm. why am i making those statements or why why did my parents want me to believe that like if you're actually thinking through it, like that is that takes more effort, that takes more humility, that takes more research, that takes more time. And unfortunately, people don't want to do that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, the humility piece. I mean, think about if you go in with a preconceived notion about whatever topic it is, mm-hmm. whether it's abortion, whether it's racism, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's hard to put yourself in a situation to challenge mm-hmm. what you've always thought. Yeah. That takes a lot of humility to say, hey, there's a chance I could be wrong about what I, I think about, you know, the Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, protests and riots in 2020. I grew up, yes, I grew up in a diverse situation and culture, but I grew up in a certain way that I didn't have to deal with a lot of these things. But knowing Darren, so I had a lot of thoughts going in my mind and when, the, when all that was going down. From of, your life experience. From my life experience. Oh, these people are, you know we all have the same opportunities. Like they're complaining. Like these are the preconceived notions I had going in. It took humility to listen to other perspectives. Now that doesn't mean everybody's right in your truth. And there, there are certain truths, but my point is it's hard to go into those situations and realize there's a chance I could be wrong here. Yep. And I think if you want to, you know, talk about society in general, we're not willing to do that as much. Because now you're putting your ego on the line. You're putting your pride on the line. And if I admit I'm wrong here, now I look weak. Yeah. And, or it's just tough to admit. I mean, it's just tough in general to admit that you were wrong. Mm -hmm. And so nuance requires that humility to go in with an open mind and think there's a chance that I could be wrong here. Yeah. Or at least maybe not fully wrong, but there's elements that I could have been wrong about. Yeah. And that's hard to do. It is hard. It is hard, but it's necessary. Yeah. 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 
want to take a quick break and thank our partners Sleep Number and highlight a couple of things they're doing. Guys, these Sleep Number beds are unreal. The technology that they've created, the feedback that it gives you on your sleep. I've got the app opened up right here. They tell you things like your heart rate, your heart rate variability, your breathing rate, all these type uh, metrics and feedback to give you so that you can improve your quality of sleep. They're all over the place. You can go and check yourself out at Sleep Number Store wherever you live. Go to sleepnumber.com as well. They've got great resources on there. We just talked about this not too long ago. They have a whole blog section, all these articles, things that you can improve your health. Sleep Number is definitely changing the game when it comes to bedding. So get yourself to Sleep Number. Get yourself to sleepnumber.com and check them out. Now back to the episode. Number two, nuance requires time. <laughs> it's expressed with forethought, delicacy, and time. In an I want it now world, we quote unquote don't have time for nuance. I mean, just think about, we talked about it yesterday's episode. I don't have time for five tasks per day. I don't have time to research why this politician's more favorable than this politician. Nuance requires the time to go in like you said, do your research, think critically, think through all the different scenarios, and that's just not something that we're willing to put the time in for. And it's so crazy. In a time that we have more information at our fingertips, mm -hmm. again, we can go back to that whole that wisdom conversation. What's, what information is correct, what's not? But we have more information that we can get in a split second than we ever have in history yet we have less time to actually dig into it. I mean, we don't have less time, we put in less time. We have the same amount of time, you're right. <laughs> right. But I'm saying that's the excuse that right. we use. Oh, I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have the ability. No, we do. Yeah. And I'm going to say it like it is. We're just lazy. Yeah. We're, we don't want to, because, again, we're lazy because we don't want to find out something that's contrary to what we thought we believed. Mm -hmm. We don't want to be challenged on what our beliefs are. And it's, I mean, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, I mean, think about 40 years ago. How do you do research on a candidate, a, a, you know, a political candidate? Mm -hmm. You've got to, like, actually go seek it out. Right. You better right. show up to a rally they're doing. Yeah. Or you know somebody that knows them. You've got to read the newspaper. You've <laughs> got to actually do things right. that, like, you actually get the information. Yeah. Now we see two posts on social media and we're decided. Yep. There you go. And, and, it's, and it's a highlight clip. It's 15 seconds because we don't have time to actually dig in to understand what that politician stands for, what their history is, why they're qualified for that position, what their mission is, what their family life is. I mean, it's crazy that we are not more informed on the nuances of each of these people that we are voting for. And in, in every aspect of life, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch a 15-second TikTok, and I'm going to make a decision. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got elections coming up in November, right? And if these last two years have taught us anything, it's how important these elections are. Yeah. This is how you actually have the power to do something about what happened. And if you go in and you just vote R down the ticket 100%, you've learned nothing these last two years. Yeah. This is going to require nuance. And again, nobody wants to do that because it takes time. It's going to require research. It's going to require nuance because there's some Democratic leaders that are doing a great job. Mm -hmm. 
Just because they're the main ones right now that are leading this country and things are probably shittier than they've ever been, yeah. doesn't mean the entire have some nuance and critical thinking to realize there's still some good people there that That's are doing right. good things. Yep. So again, if you just go in and I'm going to only var- vote R or I'm only going to vote D, you're missing the whole point. That's literally like going into a test and doing, I'm going to pick C for every, for single, everything. Answer, every single answer. You've learned nothing these last two yeah. years if that's what you go yeah. in there and do. And I'm talking to myself here because it's not going to be convenient to research these different politicians. that, And maybe they all suck, and I'm having, just having to pick the best of the worst. <laughs> yeah. But that requires nuance. That's, right. That's going to require some time and energy to go in there with an open mind. Mm-hmm. My preconceived notions about the – because guess what? The Republicans aren't necessarily going to save us either here. Mm-hmm. This is what we always do – nuance we tend to do this four years we'll vote these this group in and we'll let them run our country for four years and another four years we swing the pendulum to the other way yeah because we're not thinking critically here we're not thinking with nuance we're not deep diving into well maybe my maybe my ballot should have a mixture of both because i actually am now again nobody's gonna be perfect but you're picking the one that aligns most with the values that you hold right so don't be lazy and go in there and just vote straight down Republican because you think Democrats have screwed up this country yeah. for the last year and a half, two years. Can you afford, can you afford not to put in the time? It literally is the only thing that we have control over yeah. from a governmental standpoint. Yeah. I mean, how lucky we are to get the vote. Yes. And I the mean, fact that at, we can't take 10 minutes to look into a couple of candidates. That's what I'm saying. Look candidates. at the economic situation right now. Like, not like metaphorically can you afford, like literally, literally you can't can afford you <laughs> afford to not put in the time right. to do your research and, and vote in a way that reflects what you actually right. stand for? Yeah. yeah. You got to decide what you stand for first. Sure. That's, that's the other problem. Well, and that, that leads to number three. Nuance requires deep thought. Mm-hmm. And that is just something that not a lot of us are willing to do very often. I, I, I'm the guiltiest person of this. I wake up first thing in the morning and I t- go to my phone mm-hmm. and I click a podcast and I start listening to a podcast while I'm brushing my teeth, while I'm getting dressed, while I'm making my coffee, right? Then I'll read for a little bit, mm. but I'm consuming something for the next hour. Yeah. Then I go do my workout and guess what? I'm listening to my podcast. Mm-hmm. Then I go to work and I'm talking to people all day. Then I come home and I'm talking to my wife and my kids and then I go to bed. So literally zero minutes of that day was focused on deep thought. Well, so yeah, here, here's exactly in, this isn't a shot because I was the same way. I talked about it on the episode of 75 Hard when I started shutting off mm-hmm. yep. my, my headphones. I didn't listen to music. I didn't listen to a podcast. Because again, we're a culture that consumes other people's thoughts and not our own thoughts. Yep. And we never spend time in our head actually thinking through what is going on in our head, listening to that and creating and creating a foundation of what we believe in who we are. We are 100% a culture that blows in the wind and is controlled by whatever is hot at that moment by whoever is the loudest, whoever is the most popular, that it's whatever they think. That's who we are as a culture on whatever side we identify with. Right. Right. Start being individuals. Start, it's okay to not agree with your buddies in the office on every single topic. It's okay not to just start piling on to the shit wagon that we're creating. Like, think for yourself. But that takes time, like, like you just said, 
That takes humility to actually create your own thoughts and your own beliefs. Imagine, imagine going somewhere and being different. Guess what? That's great. Yeah. That is what we talk, tell our kids all the time. Hey, you're going to be different in school. Like we're just giving you a heads up. You're not going to be doing all the things that all your friends can do. You're not going to have a phone. You're not going to be able to watch these shows or go see these movies or go. You're going to be different. And that is a great thing. Mm -hmm. It's a great thing to be different and think independently. Because guess what? When everyone else is getting lured by that bait, you're going to be able to have the ability to say, you know what? Not for me. I'm not, I'm not going to go in there. I mean, over and over in history, entire civilizations have been duped into their demise. Yep. Imagine being the one that says, whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. Why are we doing that? Why is that? Why is that something? But again, figure out who you are through the lens of, hey, what is best for mm -hmm. our people? Yes. And because, yes, you can think independent. And there's a plenty of people that, like, love being different, love being loud. For different sake, yeah. But for different reason, for selfish reasons. If you can think independently for selfless reasons, man, yeah. imagine if more people thought that way. Yeah, I mean, I've talked to multiple people. You know, it requires deep thought. Some of my best thoughts, doesn't sound weird, come in the shower. Yeah, that's typically because it's, the same way. Because it's quiet. I'm, I'm only, I'm literally in my head, like, there's nothing competing in my mind other yep. than my own thoughts. Yep. And then every now and then, like you said, you do on your walks, you'll just turn off the music. Sometimes when I'm working out, I'll t some of my best thoughts, so I'll pull out my phone. Like I'll have this, this thought in my head, I'm like, and I write it down immediately. Yep. Because it gives, I'm actually, for the first time in my day, giving my, allowing myself time yep. to think. And again, I think the last two years of waking up people to, this, to how important this is. Mm -hmm. I, I talked to a neighbor who just moved. Uh, into our neighborhood from California. He said, I've never been a political person in my life, yep. but the last two years have really woken me up to how important it is for me to be know for me to know the topics at hand and know these issues. Mm -hmm. So he born and raised in the Bay area, picked up his family, didn't even see his house before he moved here, bought his house and moved here four months ago. Mm -hmm. He said, because I had to get out because this last two years have woken me up for the first time. Yep. And I think that's the exciting thing yeah. is that, a lot of us are, there's many of us that are waking up to this, yeah. that are waking up to the issues that we have. Mm -hmm. But what we've got to add to our tool belt is the ability to think critically and the ability to nuance, think nuance, have nuanced thinking. Yeah. It's, it's not going to improve if we continue just think, okay, now I'm just going to you know, think this certain way with this group of people. Yeah. It's, it's, this really is a superpower yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, and, and you know what? The other thing, I think one of the other benefits of nuance is empathy. Yep. Because if you just put somebody into a bucket because it's black or white, right? If you support this, you are that. I, I mean, there are scenarios and circumstances where people believe something because of something that has happened to them that, that really, like, you could look at and say, okay, hey, why? Okay, f big topic right now. Huge topic is uh is the abortion idea right pro-life pro-abortion there's it's polarizing either you're one or the other and and i'm i am pro-life like i i got i have no shame in saying that but 
if if someone has gone through something traumatic and they want the right to say hey listen i was raped i was this and the baby like i understand why you believe that like i and i and my heart breaks for you and so it's it's totally different than just like if you see somebody marching in a rally that's pro that's pro abortion pro choice you're like, oh, all of you are this or you're that and it's this and you just want to kill babies. Yeah. Like, that's not why everyone's yeah. out there. Right. There's like, no nuance in that thought. Process. That's exactly right. <laughs> there are scenarios that it's like, okay, like my heart breaks for you and yeah. I understand. Like, but that doesn't have to change my, my belief that right. like I do believe that children should have a chance. I mean, there's the whole Justin Bieber story, right? That was out, right? Like, his mom was supposed to have an abortion and she chose not to at the last second and the world would be without the beebs. <laughs> yeah, had she done it, you yes. know what I mean? Right. So again, um, it's, there's nuance, I, I think breeds empathy because you actually are looking at it critically and asking questions and you may get answers back from that that you never expected. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, the, the abortion topic is a massive yeah. topic. And what do we see in the media? Republicans want to kill all... What Republicans say that... Want to have... They don't want us to have any choice over what we do with our body. Yeah. Democrats want to kill babies. Yeah. We, we go with these outrageous statements and yeah. don't realize how much... Like you said, there's situations where maybe it is necessary. Think about if the mother is having health issues and it literally will kill the mother if she goes through with that yeah. birth. Yeah. That requires nuance. Yeah. If you just say 100% abortion is wrong all the time, yep. you're not taking that into account. Yeah. Now maybe you'll still have your reason or whatever mm -hmm. and that's that's up to you. Yep. I personally don't believe that in that scenario, I do believe that there should be options yeah. for that mother. But I also think because this is the other thing that bothers me, and, and I know we don't want, we probably don't want to go down a whole abortion, but the other thing that bothers me about the whole abortion topic, because of our lack of nuance, we're totally focused on the end result and not all the things that led to the woman having to make this decision. Yeah. Now I get it. You can't you can't help if somebody rapes you. You can't help you know. But that is such a small percentage yeah. if you really look at the statistics. Mm -hmm. The biggest factor that leads to these is lack of education about sexual yeah, a birth control. activity. Yeah. Birth control. Do I even have sex in the first place? Yeah. Right? These are the things we really should be poor. If we're going to get passionate about something, yeah. and we're I'm not even the, talking. We're treating the symptoms, not right. the not And the I'm not cause. even talking from a moral standpoint of having sex before you're married. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the sheer fact of if you're a 16-year-old, educating that 16-year-old why you don't want to set yourself up and put yourself behind by putting yourself in a position where maybe you're having a child at 16. Yeah. All the stats say that is not a good idea. Yeah. Forget morals. Just from a living your life standpoint, having a baby at 16 is super difficult. Yeah. And yet we're not focusing our time and energy on that. We're focused on, well, it's my body. It's my choice. Yeah. It's a whole other <laughs> series of episodes that we can talk through on like, yeah. okay, yeah. Hey, we're going to, we're going to put third graders through, Hey, yeah, here's, here's a, the body. It feels good. You need mm -hmm. to do this. And if you want to do that, here's this. I mean, like what we're putting into these kids heads and not teaching them things that, Hey, listen, 
you do what you want. If it feels good to you, you do it. No, no. <laughs> a 12-year-old should not be free to explore their sexuality, <laughs> and it should not be taught from the school. I'm sorry. Right. Like, because there are consequences of that freedom. Mm -hmm. And now, and there's a whole nother, a whole nother lane on, I I struck on, a nerve male, yeah. <laughs> on male responsibility because it, it kills me. Now, what kills me too is that more parents aren't having this conversation at home with their kids. And that's my point. Yeah. That, that again, we get, if, we want to get worked up about should abortion be legal or not, but we don't want to get worked up about, Hey, parents take some freaking responsibility yeah. and have these conversations. Now, is it necessary to have this conversation with a five-year-old? Maybe, maybe not. But <laughs> that's, that's up to you. But that's nuance. Okay. Right. So that is the nuance of, okay, I've got to understand. I've got to one, be present as a parent yep. to get to know my kids. Right. Like but that requires time. That requires deep thought. Yes. That requires humility. Yes. None of the three things we're willing to do. The most hu <laughs> humiliating, but <laughs> the most like humbling conversation is having that conversation with your child and especially a father being involved in the conversation with your 10 year old daughter. Mm -hmm. Like that's an awkward, weird yeah. situation. Right. But one thing my wife is amazing at is she is adamant about like, listen, I am going to have this conversation because I don't want her having that conversation at school with somebody else and getting bad information mm -hmm. with the other kids. Right. Yeah. But same deal. My 10 year old was ready at six to have that conversation. My eight-year-old, if you say puberty, he laughs for 20 minutes. He thinks that's the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Too. He's not ready for that conversation. Right. So it takes, like you said, it's nuance. Okay. Yeah. You can't approach. No, I can't the have the same way. conversation right. with him that I do with my 10-year-old daughter. Right. And I can't have it at the same time, but I do need to have it, mm -hmm. but it needs to be different. It needs to be in a way that he can digest it. My 10-year-old, it's a very and, different and conversation. Imagine just thinking to yourself as a parent. All right, I'm going to have this conversation at 10 with all my kids, no matter what. Yes. Nope. And this is what I'm going to say. Yep. And this is how the conversation is going to go. Yep. Imagine having that. Yep. No, what you're doing is you're ha taking the nuance of each kid is different. Yeah. They're going to have this conversation at different ages. Yep. I'm going to approach the conversation different with my daughter mm -hmm. than I am with my son. Mm -hmm. But the point is this last 10 minutes, this is what needs to happen yeah. more. Yeah. Because we can boil this last 10 minutes down to one tweet that says abortion is bad yeah. and miss all the context that goes with it. Yep. And so we see on Twitter, we see on Instagram, this one post, and now we're upset. We get angry. We post our unnuanced position, yep. and then nothing ever gets solved. I mean, think about it, right? We, as we're digging into this podcast and the marketing and how to do this, like we've got to trim these clips down to 30 seconds. Yeah. So we're trying to summarize an hour episode into 30 seconds because that's all people can digest right. is they just want, ah, I'm too busy. I'm just going to take 30 seconds. All right, cool. Maybe I'll listen to it when I have some time, but that's how we digest information now is in these tiny, tiny little blips that, that remove all of the nuance mm -hmm. of the conversation that we had. And, and, to simplify it, because, you know, the pro-life, pro-choice is a very, very big deal. I get asked all the time. But even that statement, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-choice. Even yeah. that, there's no nuance in those statements. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Again, one side or the other. Right. But, but what, like you said, the bigger conversation is, parents, what are we talking to our kids about? Mm -hmm. Like, what situations are you putting yourself in? Like, let's just say the worst of the worst happens and there's sexual abuse involved in it. What happens if you're in a bad situation? Like, 
at a club or something like that, or you're out like it's conversations and things that we need to have with our kids. Like, Hey, here are the situations to probably stay away from. And here's why yep. here. And it's a hard, humbling conversation that you need to have with your kids. But again, yeah. don't shy away from that stuff. Take the time, have the humility and do your research. Like yeah. have some critical thought associated with why you're, what you're trying to actually accomplish with your kids. And, and are you ever going to 100% eradicate unplanned births? No, but you're going to make a big dent if we're having these conversations yeah. like you're talking about. Yeah. Mistakes happen. Yeah. And, and I never, I would never want to condemn somebody for a mistake, no. obviously, but we can do more on the front end as opposed to waiting until it gets to pro-life, pro-choice yeah. arguments that, that just seem to bear no fruit and yeah. go nowhere yep. because we're just so polarized and, and mad at each other. And we're not having, but imagine a society where we're having these deeper conversations. And, and again, that's what my podcasts are great because we are able to dive deep, but it's now raising the next generation of kids who appreciate the value of nuance. That's right. That's where I think of my role as a father and my two boys and, and any future kids I have is one of the values and skills that I hope to be able to pass on to them is the ability to have nuanced thinking. And that's going to take intentional effort. It's going to take time. It's going to take humility to have those discussions with my sons because in a world where that's not being taught, that's going to be their superpower. One of their superpowers yep. is that they're going to be able to think critically and think through things yeah. and have better relationships because of it, have better dialogue because of it, make better decisions about their life because they're thinking with a nuanced position as opposed to binary thinking. Now, again, some circumstances require binary thinking. All right, I just got to go. It's fast. I got to do this. Yep. But the point is we can dial it back and slow down a little bit. All right, I want to take a quick minute to talk about our partner, Choctaw Casino and Resort. Uh, we are really, really humbled uh, and grateful to be a partner for them. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, uh, you've heard how great the resort is there, how great the casino is, the new expansion. They've doubled in size, 3,000 new slots. They've got unbelievable sports bar. They've got unbelievable restaurants, unbelievable movie theaters, arcades for kids. It is endless, the things that they've not only improved but added. Um, but it's just an the, the experience that they provide is second to none. Choctaw Nation has done an incredible job with the community, with philanthropy, with support. Um, they have just done incredible things. So we are extremely humbled and grateful to partner with Choctaw Casino and Resort. Make sure, I know you know it, it's just a short drive of 75. Go check them out. And now back to the episode. So how do we do this? I think one of the ways is awareness. Anytime there's a problem, what's the first, first step to any problem is admitting you have a problem. Yep. So it's awareness. One of the most important purposes of communication is figuring out what we even think in the first place. And so, again, this goes back to deep thought. What do you even believe in? Are you, do you believe in a pro-life position? Do you believe in a pro-choice position? Why do you believe those things? What circumstances in your life have led you to thinking those things? Have you ever challenged that thought? Have you ever had a conversation, a true conversation, not listen to somebody on the internet, but have you ever had a true conversation with somebody that thinks the exact opposite of you? That's another thing we can do. One of the things this podcast suggested, he calls it a commonplace book. And so what you do is you write down something you overheard, read, or thought of. You then ponder the thought and the formulation of the thought. Where did the thought come from? How was it presented? What was the intention of the thought? 
So this teaches you to think and get into deep thought. Yep. One thing that I actually did over the weekend in preparation of this episode, it wasn't a commonplace book, but what I did is I took five minutes and I literally wrote down the word abortion. And mm. for five minutes, I set a timer and I wrote down just every single thought I had in my head about that topic. And I tried to think about the other side. I tried to think about other arguments, why people would be taking a position that's different than me. And I had a full page by the end of those five minutes of thoughts that actually for the first time, I really thought critically huh. through that situation. Instead of getting my Twitter fingers on and blasting somebody because they have a different opinion than me, I took five minutes and I actually thought about the scenario. And that was a really enjoyable because, again, I left those five minutes thinking about things I hadn't thought before. Interesting. Other perspectives I hadn't yeah. thought before. So now I'm like, okay, what other topics can I do? I could do that with racism. I could do that with you know, the political unrest that we have. I could do that with COVID. Yeah. What are some ways that I could die? How can I understand the mentality of everybody's got to have the vaccine? We got to lock down forever. Mm-hmm. That sounds so foreign to me, but if I never give myself time to think, why would that person even think that in the first place? Yeah. That's just going to make me a well, more well-rounded person. And I can person. imagine now that's your research list, right? It's like, okay, I've had these thoughts or I have these questions. I'm sure that you even be like, there's questions that you're writing down right. when you're thinking about it. It's like, okay, I need to know more about this, more about this, more about this, more about this. Now I'm going to go dig into it. Yeah. But that's a great way to put down on paper to say, all right, here is what I, th- I think about this, mm-hmm. or here are the questions that I have, and, maybe, and I'm going to go find some answers. And I would encourage you, if you're going to do it, don't think, because the tendency is to try to make it all make sense. Yeah, yeah. Just whatever pops I, in your head, yeah. write it. That's what I did. Yeah. So if you read the paragraph or the page, it wouldn't make any sense to you because yeah. it's just random thoughts that I'm, as soon as it comes in my head, I'm writing it down. That's good. And so overall, it wouldn't make sense to somebody. Yeah. But to me, I'm just getting the thoughts. Out of, I'm, again, I'm trying to be yeah. more well-rounded. And that took five minutes. And it flipped my perspective on the whole abortion thing. Mm. Now, again, do I still have my main thought, which is, a pro, a more pro-life position than pro-choice. Yes. But now I'm able to see the other side a little bit better. Yeah. I am able to hear those arguments because I took the time. I had deep thought for the first time yeah. and I had some humility, even though nobody's going to see this, it was still humbling to think I could be wrong here. And you're preparing yourself because it's, those are in conversations. You're going to bring up some of those points because exactly. you know that you th- right. are thinking those thoughts. So, so that's what I would challenge people to do is, Pick any topic, one of the big topics that's out there right now, whether it's abortion, racism, political unrest, whatever it is, COVID, take five minutes and just write it out. Try to think of the other side. Why would somebody believe what they're believing? Why do I believe what I believe? And just take, it's literally five minutes and it'll change your perspective. Love it. And then it just just, just takes practice like any skill. Nuance takes time. It takes practice. It takes patience, Mm -hmm. just like anything else. Yeah. If you're constantly trying to be first and you're constantly trying to just get your opinion out there without thinking much through it, that's not really going to serve you that well, nor is it going to serve those around you. Yeah. And here's the deal. Some people do that for other reasons. Guess what? You're going to get found out as a fraud. Yeah. If you're just putting it out there to put it out there and not actually thinking through it, people will see through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People see through the fact that you're just fast and loud. Yeah. Look, we can't change everybody. All you can do listening to this is change. start with yourself. That's right. We're going to say that till we get blue in the face on this podcast. Yep. It starts with you. Personal excellence is always where it's going to begin. Mm-hmm. Then that ripples to your partner. 
then that ripples down to your kids, and eventually you look up and your whole neighborhood's changed and different yeah. because you're taking ownership yourself. Yeah, and here's the thing is, is you're taking ownership of yourself, and when you're confident in your own beliefs and you hear someone else that has different thoughts and beliefs, it's easier to accept that it's okay that they have their own beliefs and it doesn't get you all riled up. Right. There's some, yeah. some online argument that gets yeah. you jacked up. So guess what? When you're confident and you say, hey, I've thought through this and I think in these things, somebody thinks differently than me, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I hope that they've thought critically through that, but even if they haven't, oh well. Yeah, but guess what? Me. You don't lose time and sleep over someone else's opinion because you know confidently where you're at and, it, and it's okay because you understand that there are nuances in why they think that yeah. the way that they do. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. The number one challenge I would have for you listening to this today is take some time this week, have some nuanced thought and perspective, and try to build on that skill because I think that is a skill, even if we're not losing it necessarily, it's something that we're going to continue have, having to teach the next generation because yeah. kids are starting to lose it, right? Our next yeah. generation is starting to lose it. We've got to get the train back on yeah. the right path. Yep. So that's what I would encourage you. Take some time this week to think critically about a to- whatever topic it is. So right. hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned something today. Uh, hopefully you got something out of this. If you did, please share these episodes. That's how you can help us grow it. That's how we can reach more people. That's how we can make a better society going forward. Right. Is by each of, each of us taking over personal excellence and sharing these episodes. So uh, like I said, hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great rest of the week, great weekend, and we will catch you on Monday.